February 26, 1995. Cheryl Feeney and her two children, six-year-old Tyler and 18-month-old Jennifer, were at their home in southwest Springfield. The next day would begin an investigation into one of Springfield's most bizarre crimes. Who murdered the mother and her two kids? The main suspect, John Feeney. Feeney claims to have been at a work conference in Lake of the Ozarks that weekend. Cheryl, Cheryl, John, uh, pick up. If anybody's in the house, please pick the phone up. We need to find out what's going on. This is your brother, Doug, Cheryl. What's, what's going on? Please pick up. The 90s were a wild time in Springfield and Greene County for, for crime. You know, we'd had the missing women case in the early 90s. I think the Ravel murders had happened prior to the Feeney murders. The day after the murders was a rainy Monday, February 27th. It was that day that a relative found Cheryl, Tyler, and Jennifer Feeney dead in their beds. From Color 10 News and Ozarks Fox, this is Crime Traveler. A look back on criminal acts in the Ozarks and the news investigations that follow them. I'm Jennifer Abreu. John Feeney, a science teacher at Glendale High School, told police he planned on spending the weekend at a teacher's conference at Lake of the Ozarks. That Monday, he heard that his wife and two children had been murdered. I think it was a Monday morning. Robert Keyes worked at the Springfield News Leader at the time. And I went to the crime scene, went out there, and just remember, you know, it was a nice neighborhood. So that immediately struck you as odd. It's a nice neighborhood in southwest Springfield, so that was a little different. Keyes says he noticed something was off by the way responding law enforcement were reacting at the scene. I remember that was when John Pierpont was the sheriff, and John was there, and, you know, it, it was upsetting to everybody. It was upsetting to law enforcement at a very early stage. And, uh, you know, so that really set the tone. The Feeney family was discovered by John's mother, Ola, and a co-worker of Cheryl. Cheryl and her son Tyler had died from multiple wounds to the face and neck, likely caused by a metal pipe. Baby Jennifer was found with a cord from a curtain rod tied around her neck. He says this murder was darker than others he had covered as a reporter. I mean, they always take, you know, murder seriously. But with this one, it was like you could tell right away that this one had some different elements in it that we would later learn. You know, the way that the, the crime scene was staged, the way that the bodies had been, had been killed, the way that, you know, things had been painted and, and just there was a, there was just a kind of a, a, a real level of sinister and evil involved with this one that honestly, I don't know that I'd ever seen before. As authorities began to investigate, the South Central Missouri Major Case Squad was asked to help. A spokesperson with the squad said in March of 1995, Feeney could be a potential witness. Nearly one week after the killings happened and no one was arrested. A search of Colorton archives show it took over a year to indict Feeney. April 22, 1996, 
420 days after the murders, the Greene County Grand Jury hands up three first-degree murder counts against John Feeney. On September 24, 1996, the trial of John Feeney began with jury selection that lasted three days. Opening statements began on September 27. Prosecutors told jurors on the night of February 26, 1995, John Feeney drove to Springfield from the teachers' convention at Lake of the Ozarks and murdered his family. Keyes was surprised the state had very little hard evidence. I, I was kind of struck by how the, the prosecution's case just wasn't overwhelming. I mean, it was a very strong circumstantial case. Again, so many layers, so many different layers, and some of that seemed to hint that at motive. Those layers include a game Feeney played called Vampires of the Masquerade, Feeney's sexual involvement with other teachers, Tyler Feeney having hepatitis B, and Feeney taking out an additional $250,000 life insurance policy on his wife just five months before the murders. When it comes to was he there and do you have evidence that he was there, they just, they really, it seemed like they really struggled to make that case. Colorton News attended every day of the trial. Newsbeat reporter Cheryl Matthews reported on the day prosecutors talked about the victims. The day began with a look at the murder victims. There was a Mickey Mouse type pillow over the face of Tyler Feeney and uh, this is a photograph I took of his uh, face after I had removed that pillow. The evidence brought John Feeney to tears. Feeney became emotional once again when prosecutors played back the family's answering machine tape. Prosecutors say there's three calls from John Feeney on the answering machine. Two on Sunday the 26th. On Monday the 27th, there's nine messages from concerned friends and family members. The tenth call on the machine is from John. Prosecutors say Feeney was the last to check on his family because he already knew they were dead. During the trial, the defense called more than a dozen witnesses to testify on John Feeney's character and demeanor at Lake of the Ozarks the weekend of the murders. The defense witnesses say Feeney was a good husband and father, didn't act preoccupied or different the weekend of the murders, and acted sincerely shaken when he found out what happened to his family. On October 5, 1996, an eight-man, four-woman jury found John Feeney not guilty of murdering his wife and two young children. Keyes was not surprised with how the trial played out. I wasn't necessarily surprised, just because, again, I, I just felt that the state had not made a, an overwhelming case. Yeah. I'm not used to it yet.
Feeney was not completely in the clear at this point. In November, in-laws filed a wrongful death suit against him. Cheryl Feeney's parents had sued to prevent John Feeney from recovering any financial gain from the deaths of his family. Keyes says Cheryl's family hoped for justice. There was kind of new energy in, in, the, in the sense that maybe the family, the Cheryl's family, would somehow find justice. That lawsuit did not last long. Cheryl's parents dropped the filing at the end of November. By then, the story just went away. We didn't hear about Mr. Feeney anymore, and he certainly wasn't beating down the doors of the law enforcement agencies trying to get justice for the people who killed his families, at least not in a public way that we knew about or reported on. Crime Traveler is a Color 10 News and Ozarks Fox podcast. For exclusive video from the Color 10 News archive related to this story and others, go to ozarksfirst.com slash crime traveler. Our producer is Chris Six. Our executive producer is Colin Lingo. Our research team is Eric Ritas and Lisa Hamblin. I'm Jennifer Abreu. Thank you for listening.